Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we will be talking about having a heart of thanksgiving. And our scripture for today is from Psalm 104 through 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. That's good. All right. Well, we just want to say first off, happy Thanksgiving. And we want to talk about the amazing time that we're living in right now. You know, and today we just want to honor God by giving him thanks for all that he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he's going to do. He is worthy of our praise and honor because he's a good, good father. Yeah. And in my life, God has brought me through many storms. I've come out better after each storm that I've experienced. And he has protected me and my family from so many things that the enemy meant for harm. And I'm thankful for all that he has saved us from. I'm thankful for the trials and the tribulations in my life because I learned so much during those really hard times. They weren't fun, but each trial taught me a lot, and I'm grateful for each one of them. And even now, as the three of us, that's me, Laura, and Susan, you know, we're doing this podcast, and because we're speaking God's pure truth, we get attacked a lot. The three of us and our families. And he protects us from the many arrows the enemy shoots our way. And we're thankful that God protects us. And we are thankful that we get to do this podcast for God. And it's for his glory. In First Chronicles 16.34, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So we say to our Father today, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you for all things. We are blessed and we are so thankful for you. Let's talk about thankfulness and what it means. Laura, you want to get us started today? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start by giving uh, some key definitions that I found that was important for this. It says the definition of appreciation is a feeling or expression of admiration, approval, or gratitude. And another definition I looked up was on just thankfulness. It's gratitude, a lively sense of good received. And then the definition of gratitude is an emotion of the heart excited by a favor or benefit received, a sentiment of kindness or good will towards a benefactor. Gratitude is an agreeable emotion consisting of or accompanied with good will to a benefactor and a disposition to make a suitable return of benefits or services, or when no return can be made with a desire to see the benefactor prosperous and happy. So gratitude is a virtue of the highest excellence And it implies a feeling of generous heart and a proper sense of duty. The love of God is the sublimest gratitude. That's good. It is. Yeah. And I I read an interesting article uh, when I was just kind of looking up things and we were just getting prepared for this podcast. And it was from the American uh, Psychological Association in Washington. And they did a study in 2015 of 186 men and women who'd been diagnosed with asymptomatic or stage B uh, meaning that they've had a heart attack and they've had damage that was shown, you know, that they, that they didn't have signs of a heart failure. These patients were five more times at risk for death. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So Paul J. Mills wrote this article, and he's a, he's a Ph.D. professor of medicine and for public 
Health at the University of California. And Mills said that gratitude is a part of a wider outlook on life that involves noticing and appreciating the positive aspects of life. It can be attributed to an external source, as in like your pet or another person or a non-human example would be like God. Yeah. Excuse me. It's also commonly an aspect of spirituality. So because previous research has shown that people who considered themselves more spiritual had greater overall well-being, including physical health, Mills and his colleagues examined the role of both spirituality and gratitude on potential health markers in patients. Using standard psychological tests, the researchers obtained scores for gratitude and spiritual well-being. Then they compared those scores with patient scores for depressive symptom severity, sleep quality, fatigue, self-efficacy, like the belief in one's person's uh, ability to deal with a situation, and inflammatory markers. And they found higher gratitude scores were associated with better mood, higher quality sleep, more self-efficacy, and less inflammation. And that inflammation can, you know, worsen your heart failure. So what surprised the researchers about the findings, though, was that gratitude fully or partially accounted for the beneficial effects of spiritual well-being. It's interesting. Yeah, but Mills also said that we found that spiritual well-being was associated with better mood and sleep, but it was the gratitude aspect of spirituality that accounted for those effects, not spirituality per se. Wow. So even science shows that having a great a heart full of gratitude or thankfulness helps heal the heart, which I thought that was really interesting yeah, when I read that. Right. For sure. You know, that it has a, a physical physiological effect. Yeah. You know, on our, our hearts and our bodies healing. Yeah. Thankfulness, it's important. Right. Right. I mean, that's why God brings it up so much, yep. you know. Yes. So I've had to deal with a lot of many difficult situations, you know, in my life, whether it was physical illness, depression, dealing with issues with our children, dealing with problems within the church, dealing with difficult co-workers or bosses, yep. dealing with, you know, difficult things taking place in the world. I mean, the list goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. But we've all been there. Yeah. Yep. But each time yeah. I find myself in a difficult spot, I don't, you know, that I don't know what to do or, or how to think about things. I just go directly to the Lord. And it's when I'm with him that he changes my mindset. That's good. Well, when I'm in prayer with the Lord, it changes my mindset as well, because I go into prayer with a humble heart. Mm -hmm. In 1 Timothy 4, 4 through 5, it says, For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. It says in the Bible, and in this verse in particular, everything that God created is good. Everything. Mm-hmm. All God made is good. Amen. <clears throat> that means you, me, and everyone else, and every other creature. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. I'm emphasizing this and speaking slowly yeah. because it's just, it's so important to know that all he created was good. It's good. You know, mm-hmm. it's. There's he, no bad things. It's. You know, no. It's it's the enemy that comes in and yes mm-hmm. deceives us that puts a different slant on things yeah changes us and the definition of consecrated is declared to be or represent the body and blood of Christ mm-hmm. so if this is what if this is scripture and what God is speaking to us 
how could anyone have self-hatred or low self-esteem or it says right there, nothing or no one is to be rejected. Right. Right. Like you said, Kathy, you know, it's when Satan comes in and, and puts a slant on things and deceives us about things. It gives you a better or the wrong perspective on things. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, so when we go into the presence of God, he doesn't see Laura, the sinner. He sees Jesus because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, which makes me perfectly acceptable and sinless before God. Right. You know, he tells us we're robed in his righteousness. And because of that, we're always welcomed into the presence of God. That's That's good. You know, I feel like thankfulness is the language of love. It's thoughtfulness. When I think about receiving an unexpected gift from a friend, I feel special. This friend thought about me and wanted to show it by giving me a gift, something I could see. Right. The first thing I wanted to do is show gratitude and thank them for it. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing with God. I am in relationship with Him, so I automatically want to thank Him for the goodness He brings in my life. I could even be in the midst of a very challenging s- circumstance, but I choose to still thank, thank Him for the other good things He is providing me with. Right. Yeah. I feel like this takes away an area the enemy can enter in and try to persuade me that God is absent and isn't with me through the challenge. But thankfulness is saying, I acknowledge your goodness, so I want to show appreciation. Because, of course, you know, if someone gives you a gift, do you say, oh, that's very nice. Now, how much do I owe you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, the appropriate response to a gift is thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yet, how often do we Christians, even after we've been given the gift of salvation, feel obligated to try to work our way to God? Right. Wow. You know? In my training to be a spiritual director, I was introduced to a daily prayer called The Examine. It's an actual free app on the phone. It has, like, little clouds on it, and um, we can answer any questions about this later, but... um, It's called Reimagining the Examine. The, the app is called that. And mm-hmm. um, you, can, you can scroll onto different choices or categories of what you feel like you need to pray about that day. Like, for example, fears is one choice. My emotions, gratitude is actually one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a pending decision that day. or um, it's, It helped me to live with a grateful attitude and to live at a higher conscientious level that sees all things. Mm. It helped me in my prayer. It guided me, you know, in the beginning to become aware of the goodness around me and find moments that I can add to it. Well, how do you spell that examine? Is that just E-X-A-M-E-N? Okay, good. That's for our listeners if they want to look it up. Yeah, because I remember, you know, oh, that stressed me out at first because I'm like, it's an exam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like exams. (laughs) But it's more about examining your day and finding the little gifts that are... Brought to you, that you recognize yeah. that God. That's good. Brought That's into great information. Mm-hmm. You know, God's word says we are to be thankful, right? And we are to have a heart of thanksgiving. And I want to read a few scriptures that talk about thankfulness. The first one is First Timothy four four through five. It says, "For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving." I think that's the one you just said yeah. earlier, mm-hmm. because it's consecrated by the Word of God in prayer. That's a, that's a good one. First Thessalonians five uh, sixteen through eighteen says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Another good one is Philippians four verses six through seven. It says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition." With thanksgiving, 
present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. You know, when we're thankful, our hearts are more joyful. We have more compassion for other people, and it's important for us to know and understand the benefits of being thankful. And I found this article titled, The Importance of Gratitude on Your Well-Being. And it talks about why being thankful is so important. It kind of goes along the same lines that the one that, that Laura was, had mentioned earlier. In the article, it says, The effects of gratitude can be important for our overall well-being for several reasons. The first is improved mental health. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with anxiety or depression, gratitude might be the last thing on your mind. However, as it turns out, gratitude could be a very key component of helping with your mental health. Right. One study showed that participants who wrote gratitude letters regularly displayed significantly better mental health than those who didn't. That's interesting. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you keep a thankful journal. Right. You could just write down each day, take time to spend, you know, just a few minutes right. of your quiet time just writing things down that you're thankful for. Right. And and make those lists. And it does. It changes, it changes your whole mindset. Your, your perspective and everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let me finish the article. It says, in fact, brain scans suggested that gratitude might even have the power to rewire our brains for the better. There you go. And then the second one is there's also improved physical health. Better sleep and immunity. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fortunately, neither require a visit to the doctor's office or a new prescription. Gratitude has been shown to help with both and may even be linked to reduce pain and improved cardiovascular health as well. You were talking about that earlier. Right, just like the article. Um, yeah. yeah. Another one is a, uh, stronger social bonds. It's no secret that people like to feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. Gratitude kept to yourself can have tremendous benefits, but expressing your gratitude makes it real to you and benefits the recipient. Mm-hmm. It's also tied to your physical and mental well-being. And importantly, expressing your gratitude often builds connections and improves your relationships. Right. That's and you encourage yes. other people. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a win-win. You, know? mm-hmm. yeah. you always want to exactly. build people up, not tear them down. Right. So. And finally, there is resilience. Gratitude has the effect of helping us to refocus on positive emotions. It guides us to take an optimistic, solution-oriented approach to the challenges that we encounter in life, both of which are hugely important to building resilience. Resilience, in turn, improves our overall quality of life by enabling us to bounce back from the hardships we face. Yeah. It's great information. Mm-hmm. Um, being thankful is so important in our everyday lives, especially if we are suffering. It is through suffering that we learn to love humanity, and it's through suffering that we can be thankful for the good things that come that come our way during those hard times. It makes us better, and it makes us stronger. Yeah, you know, there's so many times that I've had to wrestle with hard situations in my life. Right. And in each of those times, I turn to the book of Psalms. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. it, it helped to lift my eyes up to see things from God's perspective. And King David, you know, he found himself in places of peril and in caves of deep depression over and over again. Yet he always seemed to reflect on the goodness and the greatness of God with thanksgiving in his heart to just help him cope, you know, with each of the situations he faced and grab a hold of the hope that he had in God. Yeah. You know, just yeah. some of the examples, I can just name a few of them from Psalms is Psalm 3, 1 through 4. It says, O Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. But you, O Lord, see how he reflects back and he yeah. remembers, mm-hmm. Oh, you, O Lord, are a right. shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. 
You know, it's like he's he's crying out to God, but then he remembers yeah. the promises. He right. remembers how good God is. Yes. Yeah. And I just love that because that's what we need to be in the rhythm of doing, you know, when we get into those places. When, we, when we're going into our prayer time with God and we're frustrated and we're like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. We have to remember Oh God, I I know that you're going to take care of this for me. Mm-hmm. I trust and I have faith in you. Yeah, and He'll deliver us. Yeah, and that's the way the time. the Old Testament in uh, what Moses, you know, he right. was the same way. It was always telling the the Israelite people to remember what God's covenant promises yes. were. Mm-hmm. Reflect back, because what happens when you reflect back on things? You're reciting the good stuff. Right. You're reciting what took place, and you're remembering how God came through and delivered you, yes. right? right? So it's it's when you get in doubt, go back and remember what did he do. Right. And even in your own life, not even just in the Bible, but in your own life, remember, how did God get me through this time? Right. Oh, right. yeah. Right. And was I okay? And it's yes. good to go back to the scriptures, too, because... Yeah. He did mm-hmm. so many good things for for people back in those days as well, and it's written, mm-hmm. right? You know, and he'll he'll do the same thing for us. And those were real people, just right. like us, right? They're not dealing just, with the same kind of emotions and situations. Not you just know, fictional stories; those are real things that happen, right? And they were recorded, yeah. So we get to the benefit of reading about it, right? You know, and not making the same mistakes. Exactly, we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to learn from those things, right? right. <laughs> So another one is from Psalm 4, 2 through 3. It says, how long will you people ruin my reputation? (laughs) David's complaining. (laughs) How long will you make roundless accusations? (laughs) How long will you continue your lies? You know, he's he's complaining like we do. But you can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. That's where you go to. That's what you depend on. And that's something we need to remember today. Yes. You know, even though we're living in difficult situations and difficult times, the Lord, it says, the Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. him. You see? Mm -hmm. So the Lord's saying, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to watch over my people. You're my children. Right. And I've got you. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's good. So even Psalm 107 Verse 1 and then verses 8 through 9, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let them praise the Lord for His great love and for the wonderful things He has done for them. For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Right. And then Psalm 118, in the first verse and then verses 5 through 11, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. I mean, David repeats that many times. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me, and and he will help me. See, he's reminding himself of of what God will do. Right, right. It encourages him. Yep. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. Like, so when he sees people that hate him, he doesn't get mad and hate them back. Right. He just looks at them with triumph from God yeah. that he's going to be delivered. Yep. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it makes, he says, it, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. That's right. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes, meaning those who are in authority over you. Right. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Oh, that's good. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all with the authority of the Lord. Do you remember David and Goliath? Mm-hmm. And David yeah. standing against this, I mean, 
The rest Giant. of the rest of the the Israelites were scared, yeah. chickens, you know, and they wouldn't go out and fight Goliath because he was huge, right. right? And so David comes in and he sees what's going on, but what does he do? His mind goes directly back to, but my God can take care of this matter, That's right? Mm-hmm. And so he goes with what he says here: the authority mm-hmm. of the Lord. So he stands. Changes everything. Right. See? It changes everything. And that's that's yeah. that's why David was a man after God's own heart. Right. Because he remembered everything about God. He reflected back about God. He he knew that God would save him, would right. save the people. God would come and fight, yeah. you know, yes. for him. Because he was coming with God's authority. Not his own, right. but God's. Right. Isn't that right. cool? That's yeah. cool. So Psalm 136, the, I mean, the whole entire chapter is... You know, over and over and over, the Lord is good. His faithful, you know, love endures forever. But you know, this was King's, King David's practice throughout his entire life. Whether things were going extremely well for him, or whether he was, re, you know, running for his life from King Saul and was being hunted down, and he's trying to kill him, it didn't matter. David chose to praise and give thanks to God in every circumstance, according acknowledging God and putting his whole trust in Him and Him alone. And in Proverbs 15, 15, it says, everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed. We all know that. Yeah, yeah. But when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy and fullness. And in other translations, it says, and the good heart is always calm. So see, that reminds us when, our, when we go and we focus on the Lord and He brings that cheer to our heart, it's going to make our hearts calm. So when we choose to be thankful and grateful and reflect on God's goodness, our hearts are filled with His perfect peace and calmness in every circumstance that we face. It's good. That is good. You know, during the Thanksgiving holiday, we usually focus on our blessings and express our gratitude to God for them. But thanks is hopefully on our lips every day. Mm -hmm. We can never say thank you enough to parents, friends, leaders, pastors, and especially to God. When Thanksgiving becomes an integral part of our lives, we will find that our attitudes in life will change. We will become more positive, gracious, loving, and humble. Yep. Humility is in realizing everything God has created, everything, like the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans. Yep. Yet he made each one of us, too, in our own uniqueness. And the animals, too. Yes. <laughs> he made them all very unique. All his creatures. Yep. Humility is standing underneath his greatness of creation and feeling my own smallness in comparison. Yeah. I believe we need to lead with a grateful heart, especially when things aren't going our way, like you both have expressed, Mm -hmm. and give thanks not only to God, but people. Yeah, that's so true. You know, we're living in a time right now where things are simply not going our way. Both of y'all agree with that? Yes. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And I mean, things are a little rough around the world right now. And I'm thinking, or I'm thankful that God chose us, this generation, to fight this fight with Him. We should be happy to be alive during this time here on earth. And, you know, we're in this together, and we're fighting for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and so on. Mm-hmm. So important. And this fight has been within me for so long, I had no idea that God has been preparing me for this, for this time, for this battle, for history to be changed during my lifetime, during our lifetime. And I'm yeah. thankful and I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. The stories that are going to come for this next season are going to be magnificent. The glory that God will receive from this is going to be beyond our imagination. And the plot and the plan that God is orchestrating are going to be so surprising, just like Haman was hung on his own gallows that he had built for Mordecai in the book of Esther. 
the enemy that we are facing today is going to be hung on their own gallows. Yeah, I agree. You know, I love the story of Esther. I want to give you a brief summary of it because it's so relatable to what God is about to do. Mm -hmm. In the book of Esther, you know, it reads like a novel. It has heroes, villains, romance, and drama. And it's such amazing or such an amazing story, and it's still celebrated every year on the Jewish holiday called Purim. Mm. And Esther was raised by her uncle Mordecai after the death of, death of her parents. She was a beautiful young woman, and she was a Hebrew. Xerxes, the king of Persia, were searching for a new queen. There's a whole story that leads up to that. So, mm-hmm. so Esther went through an elaborate year of beauty makeovers, and she wins the beauty contest. She becomes his queen. And Esther's uncle Mordecai draws the ire of the king's second command, Haman, because Mordecai will not bow down to him. And this infuriates Haman, and he begins to plot the demise of Mordecai, and his hatred extends to all of the Jewish people. But because Mordecai asks Esther not to tell anyone she is a Jew, neither Haman nor King Xerxes know this about Queen Esther, and they also don't know that she is Mordecai's niece. So Haman convinces King Xerxes that the Jewish people are causing all these problems, and he follows Haman's suggestion and orders the mass killing of the Jewish people. Can you just imagine mm-hmm. how scary that would have been? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but before his command could be carried out, Queen Esther intervenes, risking her own safety. She reveals to the king that she herself is a Hebrew and that Haman has led King Xerxes to destroy her people. And the day before this, Haman very smugly built a gallows near his home to hang Mordecai. And he went to the banquet that the queen invited him to, a happy man, not knowing that she had told King Xerxes that she was a Jew. Mm. So, of course, King Xerxes, he's outraged because he loves Queen Esther. Mm-hmm. He's outraged that someone would dare to harm his beloved wife. And Haman is revealed to be the villain, and he is then hung on the gallows that he built himself. Right. Queen Esther, Mordecai, and the Jewish people are then saved before evil's Haman plan was carried out. If you haven't read that book, I encourage you to do so because mm-hmm. it's such a great testimony right. of how good, how good our God is. Yep. And I know that there's many in the enemy's camp right now that have no idea that the tables are going to be quickly turned on them, just as it was with Haman. And our God will entrap them in their own evil plans and take them out. That's how our God works. And I am so thankful that we get to be witnesses of what he's about to do here on earth. You know, just like Queen Esther had to follow a certain protocol just to enter into the king's presence. Right. I found some protocol keys to entering into God's presence through the opening scripture that I read earlier. Okay. Wait, can you remind us of that scripture? Yeah, sure. That was Psalm 104 through 5, and it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. So, why do you think that God tells us in verses 4 through 5, to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You know, like when I I went back and I reread that verse because I, w- I was just getting prepared for this, you yeah, know, and I right. went and I, I was reading that and it was just like the Lord just like drew my eyes right back to those two sentences right there. Yeah. And I saw keys. Like, seriously, like I saw keys. Like, hello, I'm yeah. dangling some keys in front of you, Laura, you know, because <laughs> keys give us what access, right? right, to unlock doors and enter into places that we didn't have access before. So like as an example, so say you have a very wealthy friend 
who lives in a beautiful mansion, and they give you the keys to their house to take care of their home and property while they're out of town. You now have access to their home that you didn't have before, right? right? Mm -hmm. So you drive to their home, and you see this big, massive, beautiful gate that surrounds their home. And they have one key to open up the gate, right? So you use that key to unlock their front gate, and then you have another key to get in through the front door to enter into the place where they live and dwell inside their home. So in Psalm 100, David is telling us there are a couple of keys that you're going to need to gain the proper access to God's heart or to God's dwelling place. So first you need to use the first key, which was what? Thankfulness. Thankfulness, right? So this is what gains you access to the outer courts of his dwelling place. Then to enter into his home or his courts, you need a heart full of? Praise. Praise. Right, and adoration to God, right? So those are your two keys. So not only does this practice change your own heart and help you to see things differently, but it also gains us access to the heart of God to dwell with him and Mm -hmm. to be close to his heart. When we practice using these keys and taking the time to recount God's goodness, his promises over us, reflecting on all that he's done for us, it's seen by God. This is seen by God as a sacrifice of praise to him. And he gladly welcomes us, you know, in to hear what's on our heart and to share what's on his heart for us as well. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's really good. That's yeah. what I do, you know, every day just during my quiet time with the Lord, right. is I go in with praise and thanksgiving. I always usually pick out, you know, two or three songs to yep. just, and I'll even ask him, what song do you want me to sing today, yeah. you know? And and sometimes I dance, you know? It's, it's like I'm just dancing in the Lord's courts. Yeah. This, is, this is a key yep. to getting into where I need to be. Mm-hmm. It changes my heart, because I can get up in the morning and I can have a lot of stuff on my mind already yeah. as a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't think those those tabs that we have on our computer, yeah. I don't think they ever close. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of carry Same. it from one day to the next day. That's why it's hard for women to go to sleep because we forget to shut things down. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's because I live it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start being more thankful right. so we can get the sleep we See? need. See? <laughs> I mean, you could even go to bed with a thankful heart and it shuts those things down. Yes. You know, because right. it settles your heart just like we talked about right. the, the physiological peace. effects, it calms the heart, it settles the heart, and you're able to go to sleep. It's the peace, be still. Yeah. Well, you feel safe because you know everything's in his hands. Right. And you don't have to keep going through the agenda. What do I got to do? What? Nope. That'll wait till tomorrow. Yeah. You know? So, you know, God says in 1 Samuel 13, 14, that David is a man after God's own heart, like I said. God was displeased with King Saul for doing things his own way and found a replacement king, David, who had the kind of heart that God desired to lead his people. No matter David's circumstances in life, his triumphs or pitfalls, he continually gave thanks you know, to, to honor God with his life and everything that was given to him. And God says, this is my kind of guy, <laughs> the kind I want you know, leading my people. That's right. So no matter what circumstances we're living in today, no matter whether things are going well for us or or we're living in difficult times, we have access to the King of all kings, the Most High God, Mm -hmm. as it says in the Bible, the creator of the cosmos. And we know how to access his heart. And that's through the keys of thanksgiving and praise. In this time and season, it's so important for us to look to God for everything and to know that he has that he is a God who loves us, he yes. cares for us, yes. and desires intimacy with us. 
So just begin every day with thanksgiving and praise and seek his heart each and every day. Yeah, that the keys are so important. I'm so glad you talked about that. Mm-hmm. They do give us access to many things of the heavenly realm that help guide each of us in our everyday lives. And God gives us a revelation that we need to get these keys, right? He tells us how to get them. Right. It's right there in His Word. Yeah. And that's so good. That's so important. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of a complaining, or instead of complaining, we should be thanking Him in all things because He sees it and then He pours out His blessings upon us. Right. Right. You know, many of us, I, I should say, I, <laughs> right. when I first come to God, so it can sometimes be with a complaining or a grumbling heart instead of a grateful heart mm-hmm. or humble yeah. heart. And, you know, in Numbers 4, 14, 1 through 3, it says, All the congregation lifted up their voices and cried out, and that night the people wept. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and children will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Wow. You know, there have been so many times when I begged God to change my situation because he didn't take me the route I had planned. Mm-hmm. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. You know, many times I've done that. I, I've Many times, and I admit this freely, <laughs> I thought my way was better than God's way. You know? <laughs> right. right. But we have to remember that God's ways are better than our ways. He yes. knows what's up ahead, but we don't. Right. 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 You know, um, Joyce Myers says... We don't want to be transformed. We want to be translated. And translated means I'm here and then I'm there. Right. Yeah. Completely picked up and moved to a new location. Like a quantum leap. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Transform means God arranges circumstances that force us to trust him and stop being independent, stubborn, and bullheaded. We don't skip all the painful steps in between. Yeah. You know, there's a brokenness that has to take place in our life, and only God knows how to break us, our pride and stubbornness. God takes the long, hard way because we're not ready for war. Joyce says, every new level is a new devil. I love that. And so true. And she continues to say, so we have to learn how to do war and face our enemies while we're still in the wilderness because every level of new responsibility means we're going to have to do new things that come against us. That is so true. You know, in our walk with God, we are constantly learning new things. And this angers the devil. Doesn't make him happy. Right. The more we learn, the easier it is or easier it becomes, to defeat all of the enemy's plans. Right. So with every new level that we get to, the enemy takes his plans to destroy us up a notch. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember to always put on the full armor of God every single day, because the enemy is not going to stop coming after us. We, we know this, right? right? And the great thing about going to new levels with God is we see it, and we are more aware of the enemy's tactics, and we now know how to pray against those attacks. It's like right? putting uh, new weapons in our arsenal. Yes. You know, against the enemy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I had to learn to thank God for my difficult circumstances in life because there's no way I would know God as I do in my relationship with Him now. Right. If I didn't have to struggle through these life experiences and learn to surrender and trust Him. Yeah. I had to learn to thank God, not for my problems, but for the strength he was and is building in me through difficult life experiences. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul wasn't teaching that we should thank God for everything that happens to us, but in everything. 
Yeah. Mm. Evil does not come from God, so we should not thank him for it. But when evil strikes, we can still be thankful for God's presence and for the good that he will accomplish through the distress. Yes. Our joy, prayers, thankfulness should not fluctuate with our circumstances or feelings. Obeying these three commands, be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks, often goes against our natural inclinations. Mm -hmm. When we make a conscious decision to do what God says, however, we will begin to see people in a new perspective, and when we do God's will, we'll find it easier to be joyful and thankful. I say, thank you, God, for my life, Lord, and all that's happening in it, because I trust you, Lord, and that you will work it out for good. Yes, thank you, Lord. I just like to conclude with a verse from Joel 2.13. It says, Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love, and he relents from sending calamity. Which kind of reminds me, like you were saying of David, he just goes back, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and return to the Lord your God. Right. Yep. And God meets us where we are. I felt in my past that I'm such a mess. Why would he help me now? Right. Or if I don't show up to church cleaned up and dressed nice, I'm not accepted. Mm-hmm. This is not God. No. This is not. Yeah. Jesus meets us where we are, regardless of how we show up and what we look like and what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's why he died on the cross, to save us from our sins, and he rose again to resurrection and to resurrect our lives by following him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. All right, let's talk about the times we're living in now and give thanks to God for all that he's doing. Y'all ready? Yep. Yes. You know, we're living in one of the strangest times, but also one of the best times right now. Mm-hmm. Our God has awakened so many of us to the enemy's plans, and it's a fight. Like, we're in the biggest fight of our lifetime, and it's a spiritual war that we're fighting of good versus evil or kingdom versus kingdom. Mm-hmm. And God has been speaking to many of his prophets about the changes that are coming. And just in case you haven't been listening... Or heard some of God's prophets speaking about the things that are coming, we've got some really good news. God has said that He is bringing us out of the oppression that we have been experiencing. He is delivering us from the stronghold of evil over our governments all around the world, not just America, but all around the world. Right. And He is delivering us from the stronghold of evil over religion and our schools, over media, and so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, and our world's about to change. And it will be so mind-blowing, so amazing, that many of us are going to fall to our knees in worship of what our God has brought us out of. I know it's coming soon, because He's given me many prophetic words, and He has shown me the harvest is coming. Me too. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. The Lord's showing me the same thing. Yes. Many of us, He's doing this too. Mm-hmm. So. Changes are coming that will affect us for many generations to come. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to look, but I'm excited, and I know that many others are too. I know we are, all mm-hmm, of us are, right? Yes. And we thank God for honoring the covenant that we made with him when America was first established many years ago. We definitely have not done our part in the covenant that we made, but God has, he's heard our prayers, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to honor that covenant. Things are going to look a lot different. God is coming to deliver us from many things that we are not even aware that are a major threat to us. So many surprises are headed our way. Thank you again, Father. For all that you're bringing us through, we are grateful, we are thankful, and we are blessed to be here. Thank you for hearing our prayers, Lord. Thank you for saving us from the evil plot to destroy us, our children, and our world. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, 
We want to encourage you to be thankful today and every day. Be thankful for the the time that you get to spend with your family this week. Be thankful for the little things because they will turn into big things. Be thankful to God that you woke up today and be thankful to God for all that he has done for you and your family. We say thank you, Father. We love you and we are grateful for all that you do. And to our audience, again, enjoy this special time with your family. Remember to thank God for all the amazing things that he's done in your life and remember what he's about to bring us out of. He is the light inside of you and it's time for you to shine. All right, it's time to close. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on having a heart of Thanksgiving. And in our next episode, we will be talking about the heavenly and spiritual realm. Yeah, and we just want to close with this scripture from Psalm 50, verse 14. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Perfect. Then today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. And we are thankful for all the amazing things that she does for us behind the scenes. Yes. Thank you, Caitlin. We appreciate all you do for us. Thank you. Yeah. And we mentioned a couple of articles earlier. If you would like to check them out, we'll put the links in the notes section of this episode for you. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Yeah, and we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so you can email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. Yeah, and please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you His peace. And one more time, Happy Thanksgiving! Until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.